you know, comparing two people of different stackings, it really is like living in a whole other world. The Bhava Chakra, those are called the six realms. And really, that is what the instincts are. And I mean, it's all life is suffering. There's ways that hell hides from us. Yeah. And the stackings and instincts are it. This is real. Like, it sounds like some huh bullshit, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking okay. real. The Big Hormone Enneagram. Hi, I'm John Lukovich, uh, sexual self-president of the Wing. Four five eight trifix. Hi, I'm David Gray, self press sexual nine with one nine seven four trifix. What up? It's Emika. I'm an eight wing seven sexual self press with eight five four fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy. I am a self press social three wing four with a three six nine trifix. If you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review. Nancy, what are we doing today? I don't <laughs> fucking know. Why are you asking me? I'm busy, bitch. Nancy, uh, you be, know. Because your voice is very necessary, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> we have to give you permission to, to, to speak. <laughs> Welcome to Big Hormone Enneagram. It's your e-girls. And we are back uh, with uh talking instinct shit we're doing stackings today we're doing self-pres social maybe self-pres sexual depending on how long this thing rambles um buy my book it is out on my website johnlukovich.com on amazon and barnes and nobles david gray is coming out with a trifix uh guide that is really cool that's very visual and impressionistic where he gives like an archetypal texture and language through metaphor and, and sort of poetic evocation of each trifix combination. It's a very unique way to learn and engage with the Enneagram and way, engage with these types that's not like anything else out there. And uh, is there anything else you all want to plug before we get into it? Also want to say John wrote a really good intro to that trifix booklet and uh, praises me to the heavens. So it's beautiful <laughs> that way. <laughs> I had to uh, make sure that everybody understood what the what's going on. The huh energy is strong. Highly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, we've been uh, I think a couple episodes ago we talked about the Dark Arts Academy that we've got going on at anygrammar.com. You can uh, it's nineteen bucks a month, and every week we do an hour plus video delving into how we're typing a select celebrity. I think. The last one we did was, uh, last celebrity we did was Michael K. Williams, and I believe this week is Anna Wintour, who's a type four. So every week we have a new celebrity and just uh, Joseph, David, and myself giving our insights and uh, inappropriate snarky comments about that person's type. And uh, it's a lot of people learning from it. So if you're interested, anygrammar.com, 19 bucks a month. And also, if you have read or are currently reading John's book, Go to Amazon, leave a rating and or a review. It would be a tremendous help in getting the visibility that it deserves. All right. So one of the things that we want to flesh out with this series on stacking is um, what do they feel like? Not just like the mechanics of it, but what do each of these stackings, what's their flavor and their significance? And self-pro-social is, it's the most common instinctual stacking. And for that reason, it's kind of easy to look over or take for granted, like whenever there's a, like a, a you know, a disproportionately strong pre prevalence of a certain type or instinct, uh, a lot of times it's just taken as normal or baseline. And so uh, because of that, a lot of people don't see themselves initially as self-pressed social or have a hard time identifying its features because the other stackings contrast very strongly with self-pressed social. And also, I think self-press social, it's really easy to like uh, not appreciate, you know, for the reasons that we're speaking or that I'm speaking about. It's like easy to not see, like I, I just see a lot of self-press socials being like, uh, like kind of not what so. I have to offer like. Yeah. I'm not unique. I'm not fun. I'm not pretty. 
energy. <laughs> you know, the yeah. kind of hmm. Yeah, like not appreciating it and appreciating its energy and um you know, part of it is that it is the most grounded stacking there is. And so from that point of view, uh I think people can like not see some of the magic of it. It's like you can see each stacking like uh David's instincts cards and the connections he made with the Bhava Chakra, how each stacking, it's, it's its own little world and each world has a role to play. And you can, mm-hmm. I can imagine like self-press social being the foundation of anything. Like if you're starting an organization or anything you want to start, like you're going to have to have ground roots and you're going to have to have some way to make that connected to other people Mm -hmm. so it like i guess the way you could look at each of the stackings is that as with all the instincts is that you need all all of them and you can see that each stacking has something unique and important to bring to the whole and the life cycle of everything has to have um each of the stackings in that suppress social it's kind of like the the foundation of anything that you're doing yeah it differs from spsx in that it's uh it's got so much more of a sustainability and kind of um, open air, sunlight, life force. It brings that to self-pres, whereas like SPSX with sexual, it has this kind of an, an aspect of it that is uh, dangerous or, or dark or uh, even hints at uh, death. Or something like that. <laughs> it's yeah. where things go to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And not get done. Yeah. Yeah. That um, became pretty obvious in our self pres call, David. The yes. differences between self pres social and self pres sexual. There is a lot more light in my descriptions yeah. of myself. Yeah, it's like uh, self pres social is like the like sun on the earth versus what's in the roots <laughs> under the earth with self-presexual. Yep. But I, I think, Emika, your point that all instincts kind of like have a role to play or like each stacking has a role mm-hmm. to play uh, <laughs> is a really good way to think about it all um, because people just get so much into like, which one's better, which one's me, you know, either these mm-hmm. two categories. And I mean, that kind of gets into the Baba Chakra idea. And I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if that's like a way we can explore the stackings here is like David's model of the Baba Chakra. If that's something you want to do, David, or is that sure. direction to go? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, which aspect? Cause there's, there's kind of several different things that I use that symbol for. So was there somewhere you were going? You could go into specifically on the Bhava Chakra, what SPSO represents on the wheel and, you know, SPSO and SPSX. Um, and maybe you could tie into what role are those two worlds representing on the Bhava mm-hmm. Chakra wheel? But I think also setting up like this, like, I don't know if people listening would be as familiar with the Bhava Chakra and how you're using it and all that kind of shit. Right. So uh, just briefly, I uh, discovered probably about 10 years ago that uh, I'll just say this as if it's a fact that the Bhava Chakra has the instinctual stackings in it. It's got uh, Bhava Chakra is an ancient Buddhist symbol, 5000 years old, said to be to have been designed by the Buddha himself and said to, it is said to contain essentially all of his teachings in the symbol. Every single thing is there in the symbol and it's a basically a round symbol. It's where we get like the wheel of fortune on the tarot card and it's got um, multiple circles on it that each have sort of different uh, things that they're depicting relative to the nature of human beings and the universe and cycles of life and so forth. At some point on the old Riso Hudson board, somebody posted something about the hungry ghost segment. Uh, in, so inside one of the wheels inside, one of the circles inside of the Bhava Chakra 
has six segments. And that's the part, of course, that I'm saying is associated with the six instinctual stacking. Somebody had posted something 10 years or so ago on the Riso Hudson board about the hungry ghost segment. Um, and I looked that up. For some reason, I was drawn to it. And then I was thinking, hmm, that sounds like maybe it's SPSX or SXSP. And I didn't even know um, that there were going to be six of them. And then mm -hmm. right when right when I saw that there were six, I went, holy shit, this is going to be the stackings. Mm. And then I started looking at them and I went, oh my God, there it is. They're, they're all there. And it, you know, it takes a while to build up the framework to, to explain it all of why they match so well. But the confirmations of those matching um, the stackings has just continued to unfold and probably will continue uh, to do so. And it's interesting too, because the Bhava Chakra, those are called the six realms. And really, that is what the instincts are and the stackings are. I mean, it's, you know, comparing two people of different stackings, it really is like living in a whole other world. Like a different species of human. Mm -hmm. A different species in a different world. Real quick, I think yeah. with something uh, to just mention about the Baba Chakra, like, like Google it or whatever, but it's, it's a yeah. symbol of like different, different rings. And yeah. as David mentioned, there's an aspect of the, the, one of the rings that has six divisions. But within that, uh, the center are three animals that represent, they're called the three poisons, ignorance, attachment, and aversion. David's correlated these with the, the instincts and we can get it here or somewhere else, but, uh, and the symbols being held by this, like, I think, is that Yama, the, the God of death? Yes. Yes. Uh, but it's like an, it just, it's like a visual image and, and, uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it looks kind of like what, uh, a like kind of like a mandala or something, but just kind mm -hmm. of give that picture. It's got different gods and goddesses and different things like that. That's another important piece too, is the part at the very center, the axle, is there's a pig, a rooster, and a snake, which I realized represent uh, the pig is self-pres, the snake is sexual, and the rooster is social. And as you look at those symbols and sort of look at symbolism and ideas and even phrases in our language, um, you know, things like bring home the bacon, piggy bank, you know, just things like that, or um, pecking order for rooster, for social, right? Just, it's already in our language. And so, uh, and the other thing too about all of this that um, interesting is, it, and it should be said that the, in the Buddhist text or whatever, it's not, there's nothing in there that mentions instincts, right? And so uh, my claim here is somewhat, uh, heretical possibly relative to buddhism or something but i'm saying that this text so to speak about the instincts is you know i don't know if intentional is the word but it's it was it's um it's been hidden in there this whole time you know kind of waiting to be discovered and and for these associations to be made because if you listen to standard you know buddhist um i don't know what you call it uh scripture doctrine or whatever it's not going to talk about these things associated with the instincts i'm the one who's making those mm -hmm. associations but again as you play the symbols forward the instincts really pop up uh, vividly, as do the stackings in the six segments. So back to the original question. So the self-pres social in the six realms is, is animals mm -hmm. or beasts. And then self-pres sexual is uh, hell, the hell realm. So you've got um the animals you know it's kind of like what john said earlier um you've got the animals on top of the land and then you've got the hell realm which is underneath the land um so baba chakra right now and just for the benefit of the people 
are you talking about the one kind of bottom right? Is that self-sexual or are we talking bottom bottom? The, the very bottom one straight in the middle is okay. self-pressed sexual. Gotcha. And the animals one is also in that lower part. It it's, usually, it's usually on the right side, but I've seen some versions where it's on the left. And there is an importance to that. And that's a, that's a complicated topic. But um, oh, one thing I was going to say is... I, we're trying to stay on self-pressed social, but one thing about the self-pressed sexual is that it's the hell realm. And one thing that's kind of fascinating about it is ultimately the Buddha was saying that it's all hell. And I mean, it's all um, life on earth is life is suffering, famous Buddhist saying. And so like even the realm of the gods is ultimately suffering which is the one at the top center um which aligns with sexual social and but one thing that's fascinating when you look at the many many depictions of the baba chakra and there's many hundreds of artists have depicted that same uh symbol um is that you see the spsx that bottom hell realm expanding Mm -hmm. Like it keeps getting bigger and, or there's, there's some versions of it where there's six equal segments, but there's a lot of them where that hell realm is starting to crowd the two that are on either side yeah. up into the higher, up, you know, kind of bringing them up into um, like above the center line, if there was an imaginary center line. Um, and so that's kind of, symbolically in my opinion that's intuitively symbolically correct that hell keeps expanding and it represents that kind of fecundity of that kind of teeming decay and death you know that kind of microbial uh <laughs> uh yeah. yeah stuff that's going on underground that's Ooh, kind of feeding words please yeah yeah. <laughs> so, well, real quick, David, uh, yeah. I think that that piece about suffering, and this is like a map of suffering, like a map of different hells, even though like there is a hell realm, like the, these names are like the realm of the hungry ghosts, the realm of the animals, the realm of hell, realm of humans, realm of gods, and realm of demigods. And with the instincts correlated with the poisons, which are the cornerstones of our ignorance and keeping us trapped in samsara, the mm -hmm. intuitive, it's like that's what the instincts are. Like, our identification with the instincts is what keeps us suffering, what keeps yep. us trapped in illusion, attachment, all this kind of stuff like this. And so in David's intuitive insight is dead fucking on. And that these realms, even though like the the realm of the gods is self-present social, or excuse me, social self-pres, right? Uh, the gods is sexual social, actually. Sexual, and okay. the, the, it's demigods. the demigods that's social self-pres. All these things like, like imagistically and in our own awareness and ego, these all think, all, all, all seem like things that like aren't the realm of suffering or are, you know, there, there's like, I'm not mm -hmm. saying it right, but there's, there's ways that hell hides from us. Mm, yeah. And the stackings and instincts are it. And so like the hungry ghosts or the self-pressed sexuals, uh, there is some sense that this is hell. Mm -hmm. And those, those right. people of those types kind of do relate to the world as if we're in some realm's hell in an explicit way. But whereas other stackings might not, they might see the world as more of a playground or more of a something, or like it, there's, a, there's a statement on what the world is or should be. And yes. even that statement mm -hmm. is hell. And that's what David's bringing out in the Baba Chakra. Blast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, sure where to go. Go ahead. Well, I'll say this. Um, when I, I think I saw David's website ages ago maybe like uh probably like eight something plus years ago and i'm like what the fuck is this and i, I think a lot of people <laughs> listening to this yeah, are gonna be like sense. what the fuck is this but for me my approach to the enneagram as a lot of you've heard is for me if i can use it like a concept doesn't mean anything to me if i cannot apply it uh in some kind of external way so i learn by using and, and doing things and for me, I was like, okay, stackings are a concept that seems legit. I can kind of see that in people, but it hasn't really clicked as a living, breathing thing. And David's got these um, instinct cards where he um, had 
visual impressions of each of these worlds. And part of me was like, that's really cool. And I can kind of get it. But can I catch this in the act in people? Is there a way that this is happening? If it's real, if SPSO is a real thing, how do we capture it? And um, so a lot of you who are in the group are aware of the fact that we use something called a collage exercise. And the way, the way that came about is it, it came out of this idea that uh, David is talking about in that we actually discovered that when someone puts together a collage that even when you do anything like your moment to moment existence is through the lens of your instinctual stacking. So the very act of putting together a collage, the way that you do it is through the lens of your instincts or through the lens of your stacking. And that stacking has a certain energy style that doesn't deviate regardless of who's doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's because you're when you're making a collage, you are making your realm. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, yeah. just yeah. Watching, watching this happen. Uh, you know, the first time I saw somebody make a collage, and, and I showed it to David, and he was able to pick out what stacking it was. I was like, "What the fuck? Like, is this actually happening?" Like, so you know, fast forward a year and hundreds of collages. Like, wow people are actually making collages that fit into six distinct styles. So these six distinct realms are a real thing. Like the instincts are a real thing. You have a, a, a instinctual uh, um, dominant instinct and you have a blind spot and that um, confines you to a certain way of looking at the world, which means that when you make a collage, it, it ends up looking like a bunch of other people who have the same instinct stacking as you. And some people still don't think that this is real because, but it's like, if you see people making collages and that same style keeps showing up, it's like, whoa, what is going on here? So um, this is real. Like, it sounds like some huh bullshit, but it's, (laughs) it's fucking real. (laughs) You know, like, like John's uh, approaches, I've tried to tie, you know, try to like make connections between the approaches that John talks about and, you know, what we've been seeing with the collage exercise, because it's like trying to describe these qualities Mm. of energy. Um, it's the same, like people are imposing these certain qualities of energy in, in everything they do. So that's just, the collage exercise is just one example of the way our instincts show up. Yeah, the collages are like the aesthetic of the approaches. And yep. I wonder I wonder from that point of view, if there's a way to work on the blind spot from the point of view of like shifting uh, or orienting to different Baba Chakra realms or like yeah. worlds yeah. or something. Like Sure. Because I would imagine integrating the blind spot feels like the end of your world, even if your world is hell. It's like that's what you know, right? And so I don't know. I wonder if there's something of the the realms like having a movement. Because I mean, seeing as there's six points, it would seem like uh, maybe you could map it onto the hex out of the enneagram and using the the triangle as the shock points or something. Mm. Uh, yes. So first of all, you just said something that relates to this whole other thing. That's a discovery of mine, which is that actually you can put the three instincts on the triangle and you can put the six stackings on the hexad and there's a rightful place. And, oh yeah. And and you've even alluded to it, John, in in one of our last couple of calls where you said something about self-pres last being seven-ish well the stacking that goes on top of type seven is social sexual you know what i mean so mm, oh yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah yeah so there's and there's a bunch of stuff like that and it's it's actually pretty amazing what comes to life with that schema because one thing that ends up happening with it also is it starts to give another structural angle to the nine types. For example, the one that goes on, the stacking that goes on top of type one is social self-pres. And so, and you can think of social, you know, high order from the sky and then self-pres, there's a wall in between that high, noble, dignified, upper, stuff and a wall there between it and sexual right so social self-pres sexual you see what i'm saying so there's like Mm -hmm. like a like type one has a wall is trying to do a wall against the chaos of sexual 
Mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? So there's like this yeah. kind of structural thing going on there. And like with the sexual self-pres correlates to four and like sexual, it's like um, self-penetrating. It's like I'm continually penetrating into myself. And in a way that builds a wall that stops me from being able to enter the social space. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell them anyway. about the the one that correlates to SPSO and SPSX and how you know to describe self press. I guess. <laughs> okay, we're going way out there in my theoretical world. <laughs> okay, so um, SPSO actually correlates to type eight, and it's mm-hmm. fairly simple. One way to, and this is a fascinating way that it correlates to the Bhava Chakra, because and and the whole cross communication between all of these things that I put together is it's <laughs> kind of wild but but self-pres social in the Baba chakra is animals or beasts and you can see how type eight if there's a type in the Enneagram that's the most sort of comfortable with their instinctual animal self it's type eight so mm-hmm. boom there it is and so here's the other piece too is is SPSO and type eight is Type eight, you can conceptualize as um, a wall around a social group, mm-hmm. right? A mm-hmm. self-pres mm-hmm. wall around a social group, and I so and it, about that. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. is our living wall. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and that's and that is exactly the social role that even social last eights do, right? <laughs> and. So it's, it, and it's also another way to think of it too, is here's a, a completely different iteration of SPSO and eight is uh, if self-pres is, let's say me, like me in my world, and it's self-pres, and then inside that is expansive social energy, right? Mm-hmm. So social is expanding air, sunlight, and and so forth so it's it's me expanding Mm -hmm. so anyway what was the other one you asked about self-pres sexual self-pres sexual correlates to type five and so bringing in again the bhava chakra with that um one of the aspects of that hell realm is that it's got multiple hells and they keep Mm -hmm. subdividing and subdividing and subdividing into micro 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 they get they it keeps turning into this kind of like teeming festering um and uh kind of uh you know micro somethings right and and like there's i don't know there's something like 18 hot hells and 18 cold hells and then each of those hells each one of them has hells within it. And so it's got that quality that's really similar to type five, where it's, uh, you know, it's that granular fractal. Quality. Yeah, granular fractal things, worlds within worlds within worlds kind of thing, where you just keep going deeper and deeper and just like further away from reality in your conceptual space. So that's SPSX and. And one way to say it too is in like what I did with type one and social self-pres is self-pres is a wall, type five is a wall, right? Just kind of similarly to eight, but but five's got like a chaos inside Mm. that's that is the problem with them reaching the social world. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's like a chaos, um, a festering chaos um that has them. Uh, incapacitated relative to the social realm. Right. Yeah, that's that's interesting that SPSO is uh, correlating with eight because SPSO is the the world where you find business, and usually, yep, business business starts off with you know a product or service, which is a little thing, and then you have to expand that product or service into the community of or into the world in some kind of way, and those things become huge companies so they just end up growing like it's expensive yep. so business mm-hmm. is trying to you know capitalism and all that stuff is just trying to grow and become as big as possible so you got like amazon that's spso as fuck 
Mm-hmm. Right. And it's interesting too, because it's because business is so eight-ish in the sense of survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also, you know, all the worlds of uh, athletics and, and extreme sports and, and um, you know, that's, that's just hardcore. It can be really hardcore physical survivalist type shit. Yep. You know, one of the things, too, about both eight and that stacking, and not this is not for everybody, but there is a kind of no space for the mystical or irrational, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Eight, like eight, eight can be very like, like, you know, I mean, even Emika, the way you were talking about, like, can I use it? Can I do, you know, like, yep, right, can I right. get my hands on it? Can I mold it? It's like a very practical, even practical towards the spiritual. And so, yep. uh, and you know, the thing about, especially, uh, eights with less sexual in their stacking, but it's like, they can be so, uh, no nonsense to the point where they actually delete a lot of stuff that's really important and vibrant and meaningful. You know, it's like uh-huh. part of, uh, part of the rejection type shutting down their own heart is like, narrowing in on what is just usable and functional and so it's sort of like uh you know you get the problem of like farmers that over farm the land or whatever you know it's like uh-huh. using uh-huh. and 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 molding and pushing the earth and stuff like this but but sometimes like like and the very thing that should be fecund and yielding uh, a harvest uh can actually be practical to the point of being dry uh-huh. yep nancy what do you think I think SPSO is really good at keeping shit dry. <laughs> is it like, um, I guess, work over everything, you know, like practical over everything, which. Well, because everything comes after practical because uh, you can't have anything else unless you have practical first. Right. Yeah. Like social self-pres still has social idealism. Yep. That's I want to highlight what you just said, because that could be said to be the religion of SPSO in that you can't have anything else unless you first handle the practical. And it's interesting how you flip over to another realm like social self-pres. And there are a lot of people who would flip that the other way and say you can't have anything unless you have, you know, a place or status within a community, you know, like. I look mm-hmm. at examples of in different cultures where just having a position of notoriety, like a chief in a village or whatever, means you don't work. Like people bring you stuff. Like, for example, mm. you know, I grew up in Nigeria and, and still to this day, they, they still have chiefs in, in these different towns and, and they still respect those things. So if you are born into it or you attain that position or even like a president or a president doesn't have to make money, like he just has to be you know, in that position and everyone, you, you gain a lot of uh, benefits from having that social position. Whereas subpress social is, you know, like this, you know, um, Amazon guy or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he has amassed his wealth by just being the most ruthless, practical motherfucker on planet, just, uh, just eating up everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not about his social status. It's like, he is, he has been the most, the greediest fucker on planet earth. And that's, that's how he, has the ability to, to do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. And it really, I mean, it really does feel like uh, a, a basic truth to me. Right. It's like, well, duh. Like, yeah, there's, this is a fact and it's not actually a fact. It's just your fucking instinct, which is mind blowing. <laughs> right. Like in contrast to sexual self-prez, I <laughs> just hearing what, you know, what would be my one line religion. It'd be like, uh, if you, have or create a, a compelling or um attractive enough hook that all of the things can happen can come from that like either money or notoriety like if people can't look away or people can't resist the thing that you're doing then anything can happen from there well like i mean my temple is my lover's body and it's like i really do feel like i'm having like a very spiritual experience when I'm like with with a lover that there's like I mean Alexander and I's thing is just like uh it's very spiritual you know it's yeah. it's like that's that's my religion mm-hmm. or like that could be the foundation I, I, I mean I've talked about how 
um, getting with Beth has seemingly opened up so many doors for me. And it's, it's like, I can look at chapters of my life based on like who I was hooked into and the finding the right love can be like the pinnacle of Mm -hmm. existence, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which, which is, it's embarrassing to say that because it's like, it does not fit anything that is, uh, it seems like a practical and an adult kind of way. Like what? But that's your eight super ego. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Like, I'm like, yes, Emeka. Yes. Yes. Fly, fly. (laughs) It's interesting how like that SX comes in and just like changes the eight to this soupy little love puddle. (laughs) I am ashamed. All has melted. (laughs) Yeah. Cute. That's really cool to look at each uh, stacking as a one-line religion of this is what reality is and this is this is how I get the things that I need and it, they're all lies and they're all super imbalanced and you know like what I said earlier that we can work on ac- accessing different qualities of each of these worlds and maybe like a complete whole thing has all of these realms you know working in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's great. A moving between realms. Cause yeah, like, I mean, when I uh, think of uh, like, this is weird and it, I don't know, how, like it, there's a lot of my type stuff, I guess, but there's this thing of like invasion and contamination, like almost like on a, both a, like a spiritual poison, but as well as like a molecular biological bacterial poison of like opening up to my social instincts. Like I feel mm. like, I feel yeah. like it's a degrading energy. Yeah. Uh, and if it really does feel like the like precious core intrinsic thing that as a four, I'm always trying to keep away from everything else uh, is going to be just like, like a tentacle of shit is going to go down my throat and like penetrate <laughs> like the one little piece of light I can keep burning in the world, you know, like, oh my. I'm not saying it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! That's not bleak. That's not bleak enough, man. (laughs) That's like a lifelong thing. That's a lifelong experience, and like, like I haven't always had the language or images for it. But that's this, like, this contamination thing feels like. If I go outside of my, I mean, that's like, I'm this hungry ghost realm starving for something. But then, uh, it's like maybe like letting too much into that hungry ghost little narrow channel. Like, I mean, as a sexual self-prize i feel that the little channel where i can feel like what i want to feel and experience what i want to experience is like super fucking narrow Mm -hmm. and never satisfied in that real way like the hungry ghost way so like hungry Mm -hmm. ghost for people listening is a mythological figure of like a a a spirit or a demon or something but with like a like really ravenously hungry belly but like really tiny necks long tiny necks that can hardly find nourishment Right. And that's one of the realms. And yeah, and it's, uh, it really fits oh, that, that whole. What those are? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hungry Ghost is, uh, is one of the ones in the lower yep. part of the symbol. One of the other things, too, that's interesting in the Baba Chakra relating it to the instincts is that the, uh, the realm for SPSO is animals. And animals are, have, this is symbolic for, feet on the ground so it's the most grounded stacking Mm -hmm. so there's another one and then and then looking at the animals in the axle the pig the snake and the rooster self-prez is Mm -hmm. pig it's the one that's got four feet it's Mm -hmm. the most grounded the the rooster two feet two wings the snake no limbs Mm -hmm. so that represents that kind of (laughs) that 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 represents that kind of morphing quality and that ever-changing quality of sexual and it can be on in a tree in the water and the ground like yeah it's not like no definite location in a certain way that's right right so Let's let's talk. Give some people some anecdotes of SPSO and SPSX. Like we've, you know, all of us have, you know, had some experience with people of that type or typing them. Or Nancy is that type, or SPSO and David's SPSX. What are some ways that we've noticed that this shows up in real people um, that we've noticed? I'll go first. I think I think the uh, collage exercise was educational because 
on an abstract level, you could see what people were doing aesthetically, um, qualities of energy that were being emphasized. And so, for example, you know, anytime you see a self-pres collage, it's very texture-based. And maybe this is subtle for a lot of people, but um, to look at the shifts between aesthetics, between um, self-press collage or social collage, uh, one is just the vantage point. It, like social collages are somehow up in the sky. Like there's a lot of air. Um, even if you are you have a collage that has images of a city, somehow the self-press social collage is on the ground. It's looking from the ground up. And I'm like, that's mm. really interesting that people are just picking collage, you know, images that appeal to them. And somehow self-pres is like in the body. Even if people are like trying to make sexy collages, if it's self-pres social, it's really in the the the, the fucking meat of the fucking, you know, yeah, the yeah. body parts. Like you're really putting your face in that ass and and you know, <laughs> just like all that shit is just self-pres social. So that that is one thing that uh I think you can notice with people that are either of self-pres is like there's a real focus on the body there's a real focus on sensuality and texture of things like me um and, and objects and their relationship to the environment uh and like atmosphere is a real important thing so uh this might be too personal question nancy but uh like in terms of like sexuality and like sexual desire like are you like i mean are you like a like a body grabby you know what I mean like like you like the parts part of sex is that like a big appeal of it or you know what I mean like I like like I'm I like to you know I'm very in the body about it and so I'm wondering you know as a sexual blind but a sexual person who self-press social like what's a like a sexual manifestation of self-press social Hmm. that's interesting so a lot of it for me is in my head I like, like I was recently talking to David about this because we have a lot of talks about this. Um, like I don't really watch porn. I watch mm. like little snippets of like gifs or pictures of people's bodies, that kind of stuff. And then I kind of imagine a scenario with that. So mm. like in actual, but like, I don't know if that's more being female or not. Um, oh, that's something. I think that's, there's something there. Yeah. I'll tell you this much, like self-pressed blinds can be really horrified by the thought that that they have a body and people are really fixated on the bodies sexually. That's that's a weird thing to me. But <laughs> that, yeah, well, it doesn't even really compute. I mean, I get what you're saying, but it doesn't like I don't really get it. I hear what you're saying, but I don't get it. The words make sense, but I don't get it. Um, yeah, I'm more of like, I don't know. I don't really know. I get like so I'll say for myself uh I get very uh like into the body you know what I mean like very okay. grabby yeah, yeah, yeah. touchy you know like and really into the parts and but it's like the whole you know is like not just as a parts thing but like uh you know I like like to sip all the fruits of the tree and <laughs> uh and you know but it's like very you know and so I'm wondering if it's like more so like that for somebody who's self-pres dominant or, you know, I guess it's hard to compare. But yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I like when people are like that to me. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm more of like, aesthetically, how is everything all together? Like, I don't know. Like it's, if your lover's like a, like almost like if they're a statue ideal, like I don't mean statue as an object, but just like a idealized thing or something. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like it's not, you're not. I don't want to say you're not a real person. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like it's a, it turns into like an I yeah a little bit of an ideal. Mm -hmm. an it's an aesthetic ideal. Yeah, an aesthetic ideal. Yeah, mm -hmm. and like anyone can be that. It's just like it's like I don't really have a specific body type or anything like that. Unless like, well, with women I kind of do, but with when, men I don't really. Because like one time, uh, I don't know if this will be a bad thing to mention on the pod. But one time. <laughs> Alexandra was like feeling jealous and mad and so she like went through people I follow on Instagram and uh, oh. <laughs> and like it was funny because like you know I'm always like your body type is the most attractive body type for me and she went and found out she found out that basically all the, the women that I followed like since like long before we were together or anything 
uh, had her body type exactly. So, she, so instead of being mad, she was like, oh, I actually, I believe you. <laughs> this is validating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm you know, not specific in that way. I'm really specific. You, you know, one way to address this, and this is a discovery I just made over the last year or two, is I realized, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm a little slow, but um, it's I've noticed that with women that are at least bisexual, if not mostly heterosexual, that um, getting to that kind of objectification thing is actually, you'll have a better sense, like if with Nancy, if we asked her about how she is with women, I mean, and you said it there for a second mm -hmm. there, Nancy, that, yeah. that that's because part of what that is, I mean, accuse me of being a sexist, misogynist pig or whatever, but I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it, it's the male, it's the masculine part of you. It's, it's masculine it's energy that really does it's the male gaze. Yeah. And so, and you're doing it with women. So mm. that would almost be the way to ask John's original question is in the context of women, how are you uh, in, in all of that sense of, of body parts and all that shit. Mm. Yeah, no, I think I'd be actually a lot more similar to what John was saying with women, like into the body. Yeah. Yeah, how could you not? You know what I mean? I, like, uh, well, I know. I mean, yeah. really, like with it's men's fucking bodies women. Are disgusting. <laughs> so true. <laughs> it's so true. No, I will literally, I will be on TikTok and I like some, you know, I get a lot of women thirst traps on my for you page. Um, and like I'll be like, oh, those hip dips. Mm, mm. Just mm. Yeah. yeah. And it's just it's just like a guy, <laughs> is my point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, ooh, look at her, look at her soft arms, just. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the meat. Give me Some the meat. Weird shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I do, I do get a lot more into the body with women. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point, David. It's. I've noticed that it's not that at social or not social blind, but uh, self-pressed blinds that they're not aware of people's bodies. They they are aware, but they. It's almost like they delete that from the equation of mm -hmm. the sort of um mating like getting like the the fucking body part is like oh we'll just get to that later like it's it's the interaction they get high off of the the sparks you know mm -hmm. social sexual and sexual social and and i've noticed that when confronted with just the physical reality of just the meat flesh of the body is this like, uh, there can often be a recoil like oh like i didn't being reminded that you have a body that's a sexual mm. organ um mm -hmm. is kind of like that thing where you see in, in uh self-pressed blind collages where they're just off the ground they're just completely ungrounded you forget that there's any connection to roots or of any kind and it can really be real light in in texture and that's kind of happening um that realm is playing itself out uh, in their psyche where they're really pushing away from the reality of the um, the central reality of and the mess because you know like sex is messy and there's all these fluids mm -hmm. and heat and like you know that can be like Ugh, to self-press blind i don't want i don't want to see that i don't want to you know be aware of mm -hmm. that damn that's interesting yeah i mean uh you know me sexual self-press with a social self-press it's like the body zone is like Zone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. it is zone. Zone. Hope I didn't get in trouble for <laughs> me too no, much. No, to my no. dignified social baby. <laughs> I, I think she's gonna have to get used to it, honestly. Yeah, you have to defile her on a weekly, monthly basis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remind her who she's with. I've just gotta pr pr protect my baby from dying on a weekly basis. <laughs> Just, oh, oh, not that. Oh, oh, God, not that. <laughs> I would, I would love uh, the two of you to be on a, a call to just talk oh, about yeah. social or self-pressed blindness, and because I mean, none of us are self-pressed blind, so we haven't really. It's a whole thing. Like every, every... <laughs> <laughs> she comes home with a new mark on her body. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> what happened now? And she's like, oh, I was really trying to hide that. that from you. And like, I, there's a new story of some shit that went down, and I'm just like, man, you are not paying attention at all. <laughs> <laughs> So it's really funny. 
yeah anything else on uh south press social self well, section so on enneagrammer.com uh i think these are david's words or maybe the three of y'all's words but joseph uh, i believe uh, oh, joseph, probably nice. joseph yeah. nice because I, I like these words like uh he has for self press social the craftsman the mm-hmm. innovator mm-hmm. the curator uh the startup the futurist <laughs> the heritage the interior decorator the technology the preserver, the adventurer, the land explorer, the traveler, the lifestyle, and the season. I think those are great. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It started out not great, but it got better. I think craftsman and, and inventor and those things are like are pretty great too, just at least for me, because like in terms of like art and creativity, like my experience of self pres socials is that they have a crafty orientation to their art and creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like we said earlier, that there is a way that sometimes the less practical side of self-press social, which is definitely there, can go unacknowledged. And so, like, a lot of self-press socials will not see themselves as that initially because they, they might experience themselves as creative or, or sexy or something like this. That the descriptions don't always hit on. Uh-huh. Uh, and they can be hot as fuck and creative as fuck. But I think uh, there is a craft quality to their art and artistic expression things like that yeah i would agree that guy that you mentioned who started the instagram with those um pine cones oh yeah, oh, yeah. that's that's self-press social yeah that shit's great wait what yeah. uh yeah so uh he's he's a, a friend of mine he's working on his blind spot he's a self-press social nine and he's got these we're, we're doing we talk we're t- doing these sessions together and he was saying that I was like, what is something that you just like love or something that's something that's kind of weird or, you know, impractical. Basically. Oh, yeah. And he like loves collecting pine cones. And, and uh, I was like, oh, that's weird and interesting. And so <laughs> he I encouraged him to make an Instagram. It's called Sprouting Woods, I believe. Let me double check that. But Sprouting Woods on Instagram. And it's uh, his like kind of poetry about these pine cones. And it's it's pretty fucking cool. Like you wouldn't expect something like that to be cool. But he he has these kind of poetic things that he sees he calls them uh uh wooden flowers yeah he's really accessing that blind spot sprouting woods (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i don't don't, i'm not saying his name because i don't know if he wants it private or not but uh but anyway yeah it's cool but you know like think about how much people worship uh people like uh elon musk and steve jobs even though they're horrible people um, like the, like Joseph mentioned on the website, the startup, like that whole world is SPSO, just products. And then we're going to build the biggest company in the world. I mean, of course, you've got like uh, assholes like um, Zuckerberg, who is social self-pres, who created Facebook, which is a social network. But um, the, the business thing, the business start, you know, I'm going to do a startup and it's going to be this big thing. That's all SPSO. Very cool. And um, also like uh, so many, like, like, I mean, trad cottage core aesthetic or whatever like uh oh, yeah you know, that's like, big spso energy yeah or like yeah like uh like your your shack that you hunt mm. and you mm. hang up uh the pelts of the animals that you have hunted in the you know in the morn yeah uh, and you you know you go out <laughs> to the to the lake and you take freezing cold water and you bathe yourself out of a nice uh bucket that is like wooden and handmade or whatever and <laughs> You know, like put that in a drug and inject me with it. Sunlight (laughs) glistening as it rises over the mountain peak, you know, and all that kind of shit. Your trusty weapon, your (laughs) your your gun that is like rusting, but it's like rely, you know, whatever you pick apart and clean, all that kind of shit. Dogs. You guys gotta stop. I disapprove of how (laughs) (laughs) how much in my dreamland you are right now. I think dogs are SPSO also. Oh, yeah. Yes. Big SPSO. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And don't ever say that a cat is SPSO or I'm Mm going to get very angry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they just aren't is the fact of it. I mean, they just aren't. Oh, that's a good contrast. You know, cats versus dogs for Mm -hmm. SPSO versus That's it. That's that's it right there. That's the whole fucking thing. (laughs) You can just stop right there. (laughs) SPSO dogs, SPSX cats. You know, I was talking to Beth about uh, she likes dogs. And I was like, I kind of like, you know, cats are kind of cool. And she's like, well, cats are so destructive. They just kill for no reason. They like, they're they're just, they just go around and just bring home a a rabbit and this and that. And like, that's some self-pressed sexual shit right there. Yeah. 
self-indulgent, self like totally, you know, it's... like death machine that doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Prissy and Salt. snotty and yeah. like sleeping all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, self-indulgent. It's sensually self-indulgent. Yeah. One of the things too that's funny about cats is like you know growing up like in my family of six, the cat liked only my mom and hated everybody else. There you and go. <laughs> Alexandra has two cats, and uh, one is like clearly a nine, one's like clearly a seven, and like clearly it's been yeah. it's ridiculous. It's but, accurate. But yeah, yeah, we stayed with Nancy, and uh, like the cats were going crazy. <laughs> But uh, this little punk, the seven, we call him T'Challa because he's like totally black, like the Black Panther. And uh, he fucking loves me. And it's funny because like he hardly interacts with Alexandra, even though uh, like, mm. you know, it's her cat. But he just like, yep. nope. And then whereas Tycho, the nine, like basically ignores me and is just a big mom's boy. But it's this funny thing of just like no sense of obligation, no sense of like yep. other people. It's just what I like. Whereas a yeah. dog will like acknowledge everybody, you know, like a dog will like make the rounds, even We're if they have their here. preferences. Right. It's just yeah. excited by a new person and stuff. And dogs are so much wanting to like do some work for the family. Yeah. Like, uh, like uh, the dog, the yeah. dog, the dog <laughs> coming back from, you know, when a dog is uh, at the end of a walk, they pick up a stick right? And mm -hmm. it's like they're bringing, they're trotting back to the house with the stick in their mouth, and it's like, yeah, I did some fucking work for you people. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. That's yeah. a great point, because, like, cats, it's, like, completely, like, we're just total like, opposite. Totally serving them. <laughs> yeah. And, and they do nothing of value for us. Nothing. And there's a meme that uh, Alexander, I think, is pretty funny, where it's, like, it's, like, uh, you know that those memes of, like, uh, boys when they time travel, girls when they time travel? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's got a it's like cats when they time travel, and it's got a cat talking to an Egyptian cat, and it says, "Yeah, the humans are still working for us." <laughs> <laughs> and then, Perfect. and then, and then it's got a dog when it's when they time travel, and it's got like this like one of those like little tiny yippy whatever like Chihuahua type of house dogs talking to a wolf, and the wolf just goes, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the little dog's like, "I can't get off the couch," or whatever. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and and the thing about SPSX is that's hard for people to wrap their heads around. There's just not a lot of examples, uh, either just celebrities or even just people around that you're going to see like, oh, that's SPSX. Most people and even even people who are SPSX, because it is about self-pres and, you know, everybody's got to survive. You might you might work with one and they're just doing a self-press thing and you might mm -hmm. unless you really get to know them you might not be able to see the self-press sexual thing going on so like uh like, alex Giroux that we've had on as a self-press sexual too and mm -hmm. like doesn't present like a typical two and so like you can easily uh self-press sexual especially i think of all the stackings in regards to some types like seems to work against the energy and so you yeah. have to like uh expand what like two means and expand like how those in will influence each other and they challenge your understanding of of what are usually like oh two is like helpful and loving but it's like in a self-press sexual what does two mean yeah and also energetically um self-press sexual is the most energetically self-contained like that feeling mm -hmm. of somebody i mean i think you, this can be said of both the social blinds like there's you know some kind of cave dweller quality um that you're gonna feel from them but more so with self-pressed sexual it's like this this very closed off that sort of pseudo five-ish quality you're gonna feel um i remember the first time i met uh david and some other um self-pressed sexual at iea and back then i wasn't i hadn't really landed on my stacking yet and um it was immediate like yo this is completely not at all like sexual self-press it's like completely contained yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Mm -hmm. yeah it's a wall because it's self-press and then it's because there's sexual inside it's almost like you're your own entertainment factory <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know it's like you've got everything already there <laughs> so it's got a certain uh yeah that makes it more contained in a certain way and I would say self-press social is the uh, the archetype of the 
the sexy person because it's like these are the people that are going to take care of their bodies the most and so they're going to be the fittest and that sense of i'm going to craft my body and how i look um i think a lot of suppressed social uh, or yeah suppressed social types just naturally just have that natural um sexy fit look you know? yeah 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 that would be interesting to really go into how each stacking like tries to be hot that's a good mm -hmm. one yeah yeah mm, yeah yeah, yeah. especially yeah. on big hormone enneagram yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we should do that in the future uh mm -hmm. and i definitely want you you and beth uh emica to uh talk about self-press blindness <laughs> oh, yeah. i want to bring her on for that one because uh, it's just hilarious it's just like an ongoing joke because i'm just like what's what now like every single like the, my week was chaotic because of just chaos the self-press blind chaos just like all right what well, i gotta deal with this today okay all right cool <laughs> got it <laughs> unfortunate that's so funny yeah, all right. I think this, yeah, we got enough. It's good. Cool. I like I like how we're like I don't I don't know what to do, and then we just kind of like <laughs> go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. Kind of funny. All right. Alrighty. I'll talk to you guys later. Okay. Bye. All right. Later. Okay. Bye. Later. Bye. bye. bye.